Welcome to the Artist Work Ethic Podcast. I'm Mike Pilak. I'm a screenwriter and filmmaker who's always looking to maximize my time and potential as I work to break in. In this podcast, I talk to artists of all kinds who have seen success in their fields about their process, habits, and work ethic. Today on the show is actor Brendan Beiser. Brendan is known for the role of Agent Pendrel on The X-Files. He's also appeared recently on Star Trek Discovery, the Amazon series The Boys, and a slew of other films and TV shows. All right, Brendan, thank you for coming on with me today. Hey, you're welcome. Is that what I say? That's perfect. It's great to be here, or it's a pleasure, or it really gave me something to do today, or <laughs> however I'm supposed to answer that. All no, of the I'm, above. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Thank you. Um, so you've done a lot on screen from TV shows to independent films, you know, to studio blockbusters, you've done voiceover work. What drives you to stay focused and hungry from project to project? And yet I'm still not recognized at Costco. <laughs> uh, well, sorry. What drives me? Yeah. Uh, my mortgage, my, uh, uh, my, my not wife's, uh, um, way of living, which I want to continue and, and I need to eat. I actually do need to eat. That's what drives me to, to continue to want to do this, uh, profession that has no certainty in it. Yeah. And I, and I, and truly though, I, I really love it. I really love it. What kind of experiences have shaped your work ethic in your life? Well, first of all, thank you for thinking I have a work ethic. I, I, I think that I actually watching people who are, you know, quote unquote successful and seeing how hard they work. I'm on a show right now called uh, Pretty Hard Cases, which is a CBC, uh, NBC, Universal International show. And watching the lead, uh, the current lead, there's two of them. I work with one more than the other. Watching how hard she works on top of the fact that she's a single mom, 10 year old and how she manages to get it all done. And um, it actually inspires me, who, who doesn't nearly have the responsibility that she does, to get off my ass and, uh, and work uh, even a tenth as hard as she does can only make things better. So it's really, I think, other people that I've either worked with or in life uh, outside of work that I get inspired by. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I've got some friends who've done pretty well in, in the arts and creative worlds. And I always remind myself that rather than getting jealous, you know, I, I can celebrate their success and use it to motivate me to, to continue moving forward. I still get jealous. <laughs> of course, there, there's definitely going to be some inherent jealousy there. I, I would agree with that. For those of you who can't see this, Mike is drinking something. I'm not sure what that was, <laughs> but he seems to be in a pretty good mood and it's 11 a.m. East Coast time. So, <laughs> um, when, when getting the opportunity to have something like the recurring role and an arc that you did with Agent Pendrel in the X-Files, uh, which I'm a big fan of, um, you found yourself in some of the most important episodes of that show. How did you approach the work and responsibility that went into those episodes and those, that role? Uh, with absolute terror. It was my first job, I think, other than a commercial I had done. But other than that, I don't think I had done anything prior to that. And uh, I was so scared, for sure, right off the top. And I had no idea it was going to turn into what it did turn into. 
but I literally, I, I became superstitious and I literally had things in my pockets that I thought would take care of if I have, I can't, and, and I would just see something and go, oh, well, that's a sign. So I need to put that in my pocket. My pockets were so full of junk that uh, I, I really, I don't even, I don't even really remember the first, the first couple of days on there. I remember being, I remember meeting Jillian and not really knowing what to say because she was Jillian Anderson. And I think she's only two or three years older than me now. So looking back on it, it would be a different experience. But no, I was, I was, um, so I was scared. But then once I started to come back and recur and all that was happening, then I started to get a little more comfortable. And she and he were always very generous and kind. They are true pros. I think the fact that I was able to just become uh, comfortable with it and I never really grasped the like the enormity of the show, the viewership never really clicked, made a difference in terms of just not thinking about the fact, you know, I don't know if you watched the, the Euros yesterday, but guys taking penalty shots to win the game and there's 80,000 eyeballs watching him, that kind of pressure. Uh, if I had thought about the millions of viewers that might have been watching, I think I probably would have missed the penalty too. How how would you say that you structure your day when you're not on set to make sure you're always moving forward? Yeah, well, I think structure is is important, and it's something that uh, that I haven't actually mastered. So I find that if I'm not busy doing something and I spend too much time up here in my brain, my mind, it's a dangerous neighborhood. So now what I'm doing is um, I'm looking at well, I'm just talking to my to my. Uh, not wife about this also, you know, doing, taking on projects like I want to interview my dad about his life. I want to do the same thing with my mom. Uh, I don't know how much longer they'll be here. And I, and I am able to do those things um, because I do have the time. And so to take advantage of, of those opportunities, because at some point, uh, whether it's career gets too busy or you just get so old that you can't do with anything anymore to just really take advantage of of this time to anytime I have time to get jealous of somebody I know I'm not up to enough so like what you're doing I've thought about doing a podcast forever but the difference between you and me is you're actually doing it I'm still thinking about it so after this interview I'll become jealous of you <laughs> well then you just go buy a microphone and, and make it happen have you had periods in your career where things slowed down? And if so, how did you continue to persevere? Or what did you tell yourself that you weren't going to bow out and go do something else? Oh, I did tell myself I was going to bow out and do something else. Yeah, I've had lots of periods where there's no work. Whether it's uh, you know up here in Toronto when it's winter, it slows down. Or auditioning and just not booking. Uh, or there are no auditions or auditioning, feeling like I did a crappy audition and feeling like that. Why am I still doing this? I'm no good. There's no point. Everybody hates me. And in those times, so sometimes, you know, it takes a couple of days to get off it. But I think now because I've been doing it for a while and I've been employed and I've been unemployed and I will probably continue to be both. Uh, I now get that that's part of the deal. And, um, it doesn't, it doesn't bother. I'm also in a really fantastic relationship. And so, and I've got these two kids as a result of that relationship. And as you know, with kids, uh, support is huge. Well, and they take up a lot of time 
and yeah. great time, and it's fun. So back in the day, uh, with my friend Trevor, for instance, we created this show called Aardvark like 25 years ago. So I was doing stuff like that. I don't find myself doing that much, that sort of thing that much anymore uh, because I'm into this right now, this relationship and these kids and, and really just I've never had the opportunity to do that before. So it's all and supporting her. Uh, and, and the podcast you're going to start tomorrow. And the podcast I'm going to co-host with you. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, what do you what in, what in your work ethic do you think has brought you the success that you've had to this point? It's a great question. Again, assuming I have a work ethic, um, which all joking aside, when I was younger, I don't think I knew what. I didn't really know how to go about having a work ethic. I just kind of threw stuff at the wall and hoped it would stick. Now, when I have something to work on, whether it be an audition or it's still developing, I think what I would say is that my, um, well, so remembering that it's, nobody's forcing me to do this. So it's my choice to do this. And that I actually enjoy it. Because sometimes I forget that part. Mm-hmm. At an audition, there's too many lines. I don't want to. It's too much. I'm going to miss out. No, no, no. No. So whatever that, like my, I guess, I guess my ability to give stuff up a lot more quickly. In other words, not harp on it sucks. I don't like the role. What's the, why are they setting me up for this? I'm never going to get it. Like just setting that aside and seeing things as an opportunity as opposed to a burden. Um, that's, that's a place that I've started to come from, I would say, in the last year or two. Seeing, seeing things as opportunities versus whatever the opposite of opportunity is. Gotcha. Uh, if, you, if there's a young actor listening to this and, you know, aside from strictly craft or business, but thinking yeah. about the habits or the work ethic, what single piece of advice would you give them if they asked you what to do? Uh, take classes for sure. And also get that, you know, there probably will be times where you are going to go crazy and that's totally normal. And, um, and to, you know, I would say to be as authentic with it as you can, no, be as, be authentic with it. In other words, if you're upset, be upset. Uh, Don't mud pie it. If you didn't like what you did, like sit in that didn't like that audition or it didn't go well, be with it. Don't try and do something else with it. Like, um, oh, it's okay. There'll be another. There will be. And sit in that disappointment or sit in the excitement. Like, just be real. Be real. Be authentic. And if you can figure out how to not compare yourself to others, let me know. Because I could use that. Uh, nothing to do with, with work ethic, but given your X-Files connection, what is your take on the recent U.S. government UFO report? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting. Although if I'm not, if I'm not wrong, they haven't said that there's extraterrestrial beings. They've just said these are unidentified flying objects. It could be, a, they don't know what it is. Is that basically, yeah, I think they're basically just saying there are things that we haven't been able to explain instead of making up some BS. Right. I think that's great. I think that's, I think that's a move towards 
authenticity. Uh, I think that's what people uh, want to know. Whether or not that's the whole truth, I guess we won't ever know, but I think it's a big step to actually come out and say, okay, it's true. There are things out there. We don't know what they are. Period. I think it's I think it's pretty exciting because then it allows the possibility for maybe further exploration to well let's figure out what those things are then let's start listening to the people who you know have people been abducted I don't know if I'm quite prepared to go there it's possible but at least this report or this acknowledgement by a government is a pretty big step I think that's pretty pretty cool of any government to do that Sure. So is there anything else that you want to uh, talk about today or anything that you want to plug for you or a friend? Anything that you've got going on? Um, I don't have any friends, so that's easy. <laughs> um, I, no, this show called Pretty Hard Cases, which is uh, this, we're in this, I'm in as a, a part of the second season. The first season is already aired and on CBC Gem, and I'm not sure what it streams on. Well, it streams on that, uh, but if it streams on any of the major platforms, I'm not sure. Yeah, I would just say to anybody who is, you know, interested in pursuing this profession, like, uh, like do. Do it because whether you fail or succeed, at least you will have done it and you won't have to wonder what might it have been like. You'll know. Agreed. Well, Brendan, thank you so much for coming on with me today. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening today. Please subscribe to the Artist Work Ethic Podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, and please rate and review the show. Follow us on Instagram at The Artist's Work Ethic, and check out theartistsworkethic.com.